Hey guys, welcome to the Anti-Macro Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Diana Lee. I spent years steeped in diet culture, obsessively weighing, measuring, and tracking my food. In 2019, I ditched macro tracking for good, and now I've made it my mission to help you swap diets for real food freedom. It's time to unfuck your mindset and stop letting food control you. Let's dive in. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Anti-Macro Podcast. This is actually going to be the last episode of 2023 because I'm gearing up to travel back to the East Coast to see my family and take some time off while I do that. This time of year in the fitness industry is always pretty predictable. Once we get into the school year, business generally takes a dip, but that dip really picks up the closer we get to the holidays. Then all the gyms and coaches and et cetera, et cetera, are gearing up for a big rise in interest once the new year hits because quote unquote, new year, new me resolutions are in full swing. I felt this would be a really good time to reflect on the idea of out with the old and in with the new in my own way. I'm going to start with a list of five things that I want to see lose steam in the new year in the health and fitness space. And then I'll follow up with five things that I would love to see us all lean into a little bit more. And maybe, just maybe, this episode will provide you some inspiration for those New Year's resolutions and shape how you want to tackle your health journey in 2024. Let's dive into it, shall we? Okay, so starting off with my list of things that I want to see us release in the new year. So these are the things that I find to be problematic in the health and fitness space that we need to go- stop giving so much energy and attention toward. The first is the concept of weight loss at any cost. I think we should know better by now that restrictive dieting and crash dieting ain't it. I know I exist in a little bit of a bubble in my own space based on my own algorithm, the kind of people that I've connected with in the industry and whatnot. So I know that there are a multitude of coaches who are preaching that 1200 calorie diets is not enough for a grown adult and that less calories is not always the way to go. There is a growing amount of information as well about how harmful these low-calorie diets can be, as well as the long-term impact that they can have on your health. Trust me, I know because I'm usually cleaning up that mess afterwards. So the issue is, is that this message is being preached. More and more people are hopping on board with it, but yet still we see this as an ongoing issue where very low calorie diets are being recommended to people or people are showcasing their very, very low calorie diets on Instagram, on TikTok, on any kind of social media platform. And so we know it's still a very prevalent and active strategy, despite the fact that I, again, feel like we should know better. So I feel like it's time to come to terms with the fact that nutrition for a healthy body is far more complex than calories in and calories out and constant calorie restriction for weight loss doesn't automatically make you healthier. You need to also pay attention to things like food quality and nutrient density. You cannot expect to diet forever and you need to consider diet breaks and going through periods of time where you are building muscle or even just sitting in maintenance. Not everybody wants to build muscle and I understand that, but just giving your body a break. This might feel 
over your head. But at this point now, I've provided a year's worth of free content here on the podcast, and I'm dropping free content on my Instagram and TikTok and email all the damn time. I talk about a variety of strategies that are not exclusive to calorie deficits to help you improve your health and also improve your relationship with food and your body. Dig into those archives and learn a bit more on how you can approach your health journey without this idea of weight loss at any cost. The second thing I want us to release is toxic social media. What I mean by this is I want you to go into the new year with a cleansed social media feed. Unfollow any person who makes you feel like shit. That could be a celebrity or it could be that one girl you went to college with. If you are comparing yourself to them, be it your body or your athleticism or lifestyle, and you feel bad about yourself and your own progress, get rid of them. Unfollow, mute, delete, whatever you have to do to clean up your feed. If you follow a trainer or a nutrition coach or a fitfluencer who is spewing bullshit about cutting out certain foods or doing some bullshit diet or drinking detox teas, unfollow them. If the shit that they say on their account sounds too good to be true, it probably is. This isn't the first time that I've said something like this on an episode here on my podcast because I really do believe that cleaning up your feed makes an impact on how you feel about yourself and as a result, it can change how you make decisions about your health and wellness. I know for myself from like a mental health place, I have muted or straight up unfollowed people that don't make me feel good about myself. And I think there's this conflict of, oh, I follow them for like fitspiration or whatnot. And I understand having inspiration, but I also understand how that inspiration can a lot of times cause animosity towards our own bodies in a way that's not healthy. It's one thing to be inspired, but it's another thing to then hate your body as a result and then go into doing restrictive diets or excessive exercise all because you're trying to fix yourself to look like somebody else that you deem the ideal. It's not a healthy place to be in. And I know that feeling and I know also how it feels to release that through the unfollow button. The third thing I want us to release is the idea of judging your workout based on how many calories you burn. This to me feels a bit outdated and also super diet culture-y. For one, we know that fitness trackers are not entirely accurate on calorie burn in workouts, so we're already using kind of incorrect data to judge our workouts now. Two, we don't want to use exercise as a justification for eating or not eating food. You do not need to burn a certain amount of calories to allow yourself to enjoy food and nourish your body, and you certainly don't need to burn a certain amount of calories to make up for eating something. Three, your workouts should be chosen based on what your goals are and whether or not they are effectively helping you get there. Like I could do a spin class and probably burn way more calories than a weightlifting session. But if I want to build muscle, then that spin class is not the most effective way to do that. Also, if you're looking to build muscle, rest between sets is important. So trying to burn more calories by doing cardio between sets is hindering your progress, not helping. Consider actually judging the quality of your workout based on your performance, whether or not your fitness level is improving or you're getting stronger through maybe PRs or that you're learning something new. There is just 
so much more that we can value beyond calorie output. And yeah, sometimes how many calories you burn in a workout can be a data point that you can use in your journey. But what I don't want to happen is that data point is taken and then used against us in some way, or it invalidates a perfectly good workout or tells us what we should and should not eat. That is something that we can release. The fourth thing I want us to release is normalizing excessive caffeine consumption. This is honestly a bit of a pet peeve of mine. The fitness space does this a lot with the use of pre-workouts on top of caffeine, and it gives this like weird energy of I'm healthy, but somehow I don't have enough natural energy. So that should be a red flag. Like, why do you need 300 milligrams of caffeine a day to both work out and just generally function? Corporate spaces also really fuel this fire with their grind mentality. Having coffees multiple times a day throughout the workday to fuel work and productivity is just super unhealthy for you, especially when in a lot of cases, I struggle to get my clients to even just take a lunch break in the middle of their workday and prioritize fueling their body with food. So let's do some self-reflection. If we have low energy in 2024, I want you to start asking yourself, why? There is a root cause to this problem that we are all covering up with cups upon cups of coffee or cans upon cans of energy drinks. Get adequate sleep, fuel your body and nourish it with nutrients, get up from your desk and take walks throughout the day, work out less if you're overdoing it and if it's draining you. There is a better solution to this problem and we need to stop accepting caffeine addictions as being normal and okay and something cute to brag about. The fifth thing that I want us to release in the new year is diet culture speak. This one is hard, I will admit, because it requires us to acknowledge what kind of harmful language we have picked up from diet culture and really change how we talk about ourselves and others. Let me help you out with some diet culture phrases that I believe we need to let go of. Quote unquote, I can't eat that. I really only want to hear this if you're saying it because you're too full to eat something or you genuinely have an allergy or an intolerance to it. But if you're saying I can't eat that to food because you're worried about it making you gain weight or you feel like you'll binge on it, then we need to work on releasing this phrase from your vocabulary. You have unconditional permission to eat the food that you want without the concern of the impact that it will have on your body in a physical sense. And I know that when we're looking at health and wellness and whatnot, we get a little bit confused with the messaging where it's like, well, I'm supposed to eat this, not that sort of deal. What I see when people say I can't have this is they are directly saying that a food is contributing to their weight gain. And we're placing the blame now on a food and we're demonizing it as such. And instead, I always like to take this approach of we can eat what we want, but we have this responsibility to nourish our bodies with intention. We have a responsibility to ensure that we are getting all of the nutrients that we need to thrive in this life elsewhere in our diets. And if we do that, if we are giving ourselves what we need on a more regular and consistent basis, then treating ourselves once in a while really isn't that big of a deal. Another phrase is quote unquote, they should not be wearing that. If you are commenting on what someone is wearing because of the size of their body, then honestly, it's time to stop. Unless someone is actually showing their privates in a space where that is inappropriate. What a person wears honestly doesn't affect you. 
I also believe that outwardly judging others often leads us to judge ourselves as well. Like you're likely reflecting on your own insecurities and that shame is often what drives us towards restrictive diets and the likes. So if somebody wants to wear a crop top, let them wear a crop top. If someone wants to wear leggings, let them wear leggings. I don't see how it impacts you. It might make you uncomfortable, but if that's the case, then ask yourself, why? Why do I think this way? Why does it bother me? Why does it matter? Because honestly, what you'll probably uncover is some deep-rooted diet culture. Another phrase that I want us to release, and I don't have like a specific phrasing, but basically anything having to do with earning your calories. I already kind of touched upon this, but you do not have to earn the food that you eat. So please stop saying this, especially around the holidays. So like right now is a great time to stop saying it. You don't have to exercise to give yourself permission to eat something. See, the more that we say things like this, the more reinforces that idea and the more we're going to use exercise from a place of guilt for eating things and the more we are going to feel guilt around foods that we eat. Another phrase, again, I don't have a specific phrasing for this, but the words that I would like for us to start to move away from is anything in regards to summer bodies or winter bodies. Bodies are not seasonal. Our bodies can look however year round. And sometimes that is impacted by what we are going through at that time, such as any kind of stressors or a season of life that is busier where we can't necessarily focus on ourselves as well as we can when we're not as busy. Look, if you're actually bulking and cutting, then cool. But if you're still fixated on needing to be thin for the summer for a bikini body, then we need to release that toxicity behind that message. Also keep in mind that health is year round too. Do not treat your body like a seasonal trend where you only care for it leaning up to a big event, vacation, or warmer seasons. And a lot of times like quote unquote caring for your body in this way often results in doing things that is not truly caring for our body. It often results in us utilizing some short-term diet program, restrictive calorie approach, excessive exercise approach, right? This isn't true care. I think true self-care happens year round. It happens all the time. It's integrating health into your lifestyle in a way that's natural and seamless. So that way you and your well-being is always top of mind, no matter what you've got going on. It's not always going to look perfect and that is totally okay, but we don't have to treat our health from a seasonal perspective. So those are the five things that I want us to release this year. I'm sure that there are a lot of other things, but I'm going to keep it to these five for now. But more importantly, I have a list of things that I want us to embrace in the new year, things that I believe doing so will enhance our lives, improve our health, and improve our relationship with ourselves. I think it's important to recognize the negative and release it, but also replace it with something positive as well. The first thing I want us to embrace is prioritizing nourishment over calories in and calories out. Let's flip the script on how we usually approach our nutrition and instead of fixating on what we need to restrict, whether it's total food intake or certain foods, let's instead focus on how we can give our body more of the food that it really needs. 
How can we create balanced meals for us to eat on a more consistent basis? How can you incorporate more whole foods into your daily nutrition? How can you use food as a way to show love for your body rather than use it as a way of punishing it? If you can shift how you view food, how you view the experience of eating, how you view your body, then you can be a lot more successful with your approach to nutrition in the new year. The next thing I want us to embrace is trying something new and sucking at it. I posted about my new hobby of learning to crochet on Instagram. And one of my really good friends commented that she's been afraid to try it because she's afraid to suck at it. And let me tell you, I currently suck at crocheting. <laughs> I went into this so naive thinking that I would be well on my way to at least creating a scarf at this point, but I found it to be so much harder than I anticipated. And for me, this is absolutely one of my personal toxic traits. I hate sucking at things and it often prevents me from trying something new or practicing something that I'm terrible at. And I'm sure a lot of us can relate to this, but I'm swallowing my pride on this one and I'm taking the time to really learn how to crochet and I'm practicing on my practice yarn and sticking with it. So I'm making my little blankets for ants. <laughs> until I get the hang of it and then I'll be moving on to the bigger, better projects. But I do think that this is a valuable lesson in life itself that a lot of us do tend to shy away from. As a fitness coach, I see this mindset preventing people from stepping foot in the gym all the time or trying a new form of exercise. It could be with preventing you from getting in your kitchen and cooking meals for yourself. It could be what's preventing you from leaving the job that has your stress levels skyrocketing through the roof because you hate it so much. This fear is honestly so silly because it comes from a place of wanting to be good at something, but the very thing that's holding us back from achieving that, from being good at that something, is getting started in the first place. So let's try something new in the new year that we're afraid to suck at, and then let's stick to it and see where we end up by the end of the year. So who knows, maybe I will be a crochet master and wearing an entire closet of crochet clothes. Okay, that's probably not gonna happen, but you know what, girl can dream. So the third thing that I want us to embrace in 2024 is valuing rest and recovery as much as we value hard work and productivity. Now, this has been a huge learning of mine in 2023, and I intend to carry it into 2024 personally. I used to believe that I need to fill all of my time with productive things, and I would always joke that I was always on the go and terrible at doing nothing or resting. I wasn't acknowledging how toxic this was for me until it was too late and I found myself in pretty severe burnout this year. This is also so relevant in health and fitness. There is value in doing varied levels of intensity in fitness, and there is also value in resting and rest days. It doesn't have to be a hit workout to be a good workout. Find value in resting between your heavy lifting sets. And rest days are just as important as your workout days. It really is all about finding balance in this process and finding where you feel best. The fourth thing I want us to embrace is seeing our personal health journey as self-care. I feel like the fixation on fat loss often skews our view of our health journey more towards that idea of punishment, whether you're punishing yourself for letting yourself go or punishing your body for how it looks or punishing yourself with exercise or restriction for something that you ate. And maybe it's not even coming from a place of punishment, but more of a place of, I have to do this. 
I want you guys to enjoy the process of taking care of yourselves. You should enjoy the food that you eat and cook yourself meals that are both nourishing and tasty. You should enjoy your workouts and not just feel like it's this check in the box for the day. You should enjoy your stress relief activities because they calm you down and bring joy back into your life. Sure, there are always going to be days we don't want to show up for ourselves or things we don't always want to do, but I think a simple mindset shift of looking at this process from a self-care perspective can help it feel more like a natural piece in our lifestyle. The last thing is something that I used to do, but realized I fell off from doing and I am actively working on starting up again, and that is calling out wins daily. It is so easy to get stuck in the negative and focus on the things that are not going our way. I also think it's almost natural for some people to discount or belittle their wins. For instance, at my gym the other week, we were writing our scores for our back squat one rep max on the board and celebrating our achievements. And someone in class saw what weights other people had lifted and said, I don't want to write my weight down. I was like, girl, don't you dare belittle your win because someone else lifted heavier than you. You deserve to celebrate that PR. And I feel like this line of thinking is all too common. Someone else out there is doing better than we are, so why bother celebrating this small win? This isn't about what anyone else is doing, though. It's about what you're doing and how you are accomplishing what you set out to do, and you're making your progress. And I won't lie to you. Some days it's going to feel like you're really reaching for that win. My friends and I have a mindset that we like to use, and it's about aiming for 1% better. We used this mantra when we felt like we were in really low places emotionally in life and we would celebrate the smallest wins. I'm talking like today I showered, <laughs> no joke. But when you're not in a good headspace and you feel like you're on this uphill battle, you have to reach really deep to find something to be excited about. But if you can do that day after day, then you'll find those wins get bigger and bigger as you keep pushing forward. Not every day is going to be your best day, but you can train yourself to look for the good in even some of your shittiest days, and it makes a world of difference in your mindset. So these are my five ins and outs for the new year that I want to see for us, but I am curious to know, what did I miss? What kind of toxic shit do you want to see go away in the new year? And what kind of positive energy are you trying to attract in this new year? Did you feel like any of these things that I mentioned today called out specifically to you? Let me know by shooting me a DM on Instagram. That's a wrap for the anti-macro podcast this year. I've already got some interviews lined up for new guests to join me in the new year, and I cannot wait to keep creating for you guys here as well as on Instagram and TikTok. I will catch you guys again in 2024. Thank you for tuning in to listen to the Anti-Macro Podcast. I am so happy to be a part of your health journey. If you liked this episode, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're now one step closer to ditching diet culture and finding real food freedom. 